Okay, hi everybody. So yes, Susan asked me to speak to tell you my story. And my story, I'll start it back at work when I met Adam. I'll start there. Obviously my story starts when I was a kid and, and all the, the traumas that life throws at you and all the putting you down and um, the sins I committed to other people and the sins committed against me and I turned into this little landmine field where when you talk to me, you either hit one of the sensing landmines land on me where I just withdrew inside myself to protect myself or you set off another one where I exploded and I would control you, manipulate you or yell at you or do something like because you hurt me so I'd spit back. And here's Adam meets me and we're hanging out in the ambulance and we're running calls and we're out there trying to help other people in the world. We think we're doing well. I'm a little landmine running around trying to help other people exploding right and left. <laughs> And Adam goes, oh. <laughs> he doesn't really say anything. He's like, oh. <laughs> he sits with me in the ambulance. And in between blowing up um, gloves at work and putting, turning them into the live long and prosper sign on top of a water bottle and deciding whether to take a nap or to, to go to 7-Eleven at 2 a.m., he would share things with me. He would share his story. I'd ask questions. He planted the seed. He shared his life. He shared his experience. He shared his hurts. He never told me what I needed to do. He always just shared himself, where he was, how he was loved, cared for, and he made me feel listened to, understood. My struggles meant something to somebody, which I wasn't feeling that before. My struggles meant something, and that I wasn't a bad person, which was not the message I was giving myself. I took what the world said to me, and then I beat myself with it. And I said, I'm not a good person, I'm not valuable, I have to do all these things, the, the works, to earn something. And Adam was, comes along and says, you don't have to do anything. You're good who you are. I see it in you. And I'd, he'd give me compliments. I'm like, yeah, 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 no, but that, it was always but. I remember when he would give me a compliment, no, but. But, you know, oh, you're happy today. Yeah, that's just because of this. Or <laughs> you did a good job on that patient. Yeah, well, the fire department helped. I was always like, yeah, but. And I would always say it out loud. I was like, no, 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 no. I can't really accept that. And then like, over time, and he was always there. He was always just constant. He never forced the issue, it was just a little seed. And then he walked away and he let the Lord grow that seed because he didn't do, other than being constant and continuing to share and just being available, he just let me go. There was no pressure and that was a big thing. Like my landmines, part of my landmines with religion, there was pressure, guilt, obligation. If I felt any of those things, I would have run the other way because I kept doing that my whole life. I kept running the other way. And he was just there and constant and caring throughout the years. And I resisted and resisted like I was doing my whole life. I was resisting God. I was resisting his, his help. I was resisting his direction. I was, I was the beating up myself, beating up the world, and hating living in it. I hated being there. I hated being me. I hated all those things, the, the one song that in the light, the excuses. I was the queen of excuses, and I was selfish, and I did all those things. And, of course, that led me to, we talk about it all the time, it led me to my life falling apart, and I didn't know what to do because I was barely holding it together. It wasn't a happy life that I was holding together, but I was barely holding it together, and I couldn't let anything get out of it because I was controlling everything because if one little piece got out, I was just going to fall apart, and my life fell apart. Um, I knew I was losing my job at my company. Um, I was in the middle of getting a divorce. I found out I had health problems and had to have surgery. I had complications from my surgery. Um, I ended up, my car broke down, and I didn't have transportation to get to work. 
and my grandfather died, and this was all in like a six month period of time. My life fell apart and I didn't know what to do. It was nothing but darkness around me, up and down and sideways. That's all I could see was darkness. I, I showed up to work and I was a bad paramedic for a year. I, I was a bad paramedic. I leaned on everybody. I'm sure I made a mazillion mistakes. I couldn't even imagine some of the things that I was mean. Um, I had an intern and he's trying to learn to be a paramedic and I'm sitting there falling apart crying. And so now he's trying to learn something new and hold his preceptor together and I was a mess. Um, and I didn't know what to do. And there was this little seed, this little constant light. And someone once said it best, if, if the Lord can change anything, if the Lord is the only thing that can fix it, why not try? There was nothing but darkness everywhere except for this little flicker of light. All I could see was darkness and a little flicker. I didn't know what that light was. I didn't understand what it, what it meant for me because I hadn't experienced it. I just knew someone else's story. And I saw the light and I went, okay, I have to try. So one day I was like, that's all I had was that light. So I followed that light. So I called Adam. And I was like, I'm coming to, actually, no, I didn't call Adam. I just showed up. But I showed up at his house. Because <laughs> I didn't know, I had forgotten that he told me it had moved here. So I'm calling him. There's no one at the house. I was like, where's church? <laughs> and he gives me directions. And he was still that constant. Like, glad you showed up. He waited for me outside and he comes in. And I'm still in this. I could do it by myself. I could do it by myself. <laughs> So I told him, you know, we come in and he wants to sit with me. I'm like, no, no, you don't have to sit with me. <laughs> and I'm crying and I'm a mess. And he sits in the chair in front. He was just the, always that constant, sharing a story, caring, not doing it for me, not fixing me, not telling me I'm wrong, not telling me that you shouldn't be acting like that, you shouldn't be sad, not saying, you know, you should have done this long ago. Not. It took me like almost, what, five, six years for that little seed he planted to grow and, and to me to actually turn to it. And so then I came. And that day I met some amazing people. And I remember the first person that I met was Jojo. And the little, she was like, that little light in that corner, it was like the light was inside of her. And it was bright. And then she shared. And she was caring and loving. And she was, she was female Adam. <laughs> <laughs> she cared about me. She didn't even know me. And she cared about me. She loved me. And I went, oh, there's something to this. And I just, it was almost like, I, there was like this craving for God and his light. And I wanted to meet more people. And I wanted to see it more. And I kept. And the next person I think I met was Shay. And she had the same little light. I was like, wow, there's more people like this in the world. And, you know, I go to work and I see plenty of, of people at the time. All I saw was their bad behaviors. All I saw is how they're hurting everybody. All I saw is how people are shooting, murdering, killing, raping, abusing their kids, or abusing the system, abusing us, spitting on us, kicking us, getting mad at us, all these people treating us and each other badly. And you're watching this world around you going, what is going on? I didn't, you know, you don't know what you're measuring it against, but it's not right. It's wrong. It's something's broken. Something's broken. And then I come here, and I'm, yeah, we're all broken, but I was seeing the little parts that were, that were healthy and good and loving in us, and I was seeing that little loving light inside everybody, and I just remember, and I, I like, left here. Like, I come in crying, and I left here just happy and feeling full, and, and I wanted to come back. It was the first time in my life I wanted to come back to church. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to, to seek and grow and understand and see this this path, I was excited. I didn't know where the path was going. <laughs> if you asked me, I had no idea. I was like, oh, but this is cool, and it's, it's interesting, and people care, and I feel full, and I like myself, and I like being around them, and I like who I am when I'm around everybody. So I started coming around, and I started learning more, and I started to then understand better how I was hurt and what I was doing, which was hard to face. Because I realized how much of what I was doing was what was hurting me too, on top of what the world was doing. And 
so I started on the path that started with the seed in Adam. I started on the path to learn and understand what I was doing to hurt myself and to hurt others. And since I already had a job where I cared about others, I cared that I was hurting others. And I didn't want to hurt myself, and I didn't want to hurt others anymore, and I didn't know how to do it. So it wasn't something I could teach myself. I couldn't be independent. I couldn't walk around and say, okay, I'm going to fix this. I could do this. No, I had to, I had to resign myself. I had to let go. I had to let go and let God. I had to be... I had to be a child again, and that was hard too, facing, okay, I'm gonna be, I feel like a little kid, and I'm walking around feeling like a little kid. I was like, okay, I have to learn this over again, but every day there was, there's always like, like a little treat, and a little something new, and enjoyment in life, and good things out there. The little things that were around me all the time, they were always there, and I could enjoy them again, and I could see them again. And every day it was, you know, there's, there's ups and downs, but every day there was something. There's always this little, this little golden thread through life where God is, and you can see God in everything. It's all connected with the ups and downs, and I stopped being so upset every more, every day, and you know, had times where I knew why I was sad. It was something specific. It was no longer my life makes me sad. It was something specific. It was you know, somebody said something and it hurt my feelings, and now I know why I'm sad. Not just this. There's no hope. Sadness. The there was no hope. Sadness was my depression. This no hope. Sadness was the depression that I took medication for, that I slept away, that I ate away, and now there was hope and light, and happiness, and um, direction, and dreams, dreams came back, needs came back, wants, desires, people, loving people, enjoying being around people, and what you could do for them, and, and um, see God work in other people's lives, and happiness, and hope, I, I guess I can just say hope is like life, it's, it's movement, it's energy, it's, it's life, it's, it's your opening back up, the thing that you've sheltered in this little box that nobody can touch and you can let nobody in and nobody gets out and the box is open and you're like oh wow and it's huge and it's amazing and I'm really excited that you guys have all been a part of it and I thank you so much I'm so very blessed to have every single one of you we've all made your mark over the time in conversations in uh, in lending support and lending God's love everybody has God's love in them a little bit and shares it with others and it makes amazing marks on other people and I thank you all, and I thank the Lord for, for loving me.